0: To roar, powered by LT Welcome to the Tiger Den.
1: I am doing, honestly, not too bad.
0: Thank you for asking. Great. We're glad to hear that. Um, so you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and where you've been and what's going on here? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so hello. You know, My name is Brianna Munoz. <laughs> Um, I am a really proud alum of Valencia High School back from, oh my God, 2014. Um, and you know, I started as a reporter and worked my way up and, you know, um, by the end of my days there, I was, you know, editor in chief with, um, another, a really great student named Hiba Raza, um, you know, and after that, I went to a really, great liberal arts school called Claremont McKenna College where I studied international relations. I was super interested in human rights and conflict intervention, peace and conflict studies. Um, I studied abroad in the Western Balkans and, you know, it was a very formative experience that really inspired me to make sure, you know, my career was focused on human rights in some way. Um, and after I graduated, I took a job with a USAID contractor called Democracy International. And basically, the company I work for takes money from the government to run programs around the world to try to strengthen you know, democratic practices and good governance, support peace and resilience initiatives, whether that's in response to, like, migrant crises around the world or to counter violent extremism, things like that. Um, and yeah i you know that job is in washington dc so i'm speaking to you from dc right now um i'm from southern california you know from placentia where i went to Valencia. um i'm very very proud of that and i miss home every day you know but i'm here on the east coast getting a different taste right now of, of you know the states and it's it's a really exciting time to be here
0: wow um you're amazing it's- <laughs> It's not sunny here, ironically. So I, I would say we wish that you were back here in sunny California, but we still wish you were back here. But we're incredibly proud of you.
1: Um,
0: Thank you. you. You ended up in DC. It's so crazy and it's so amazing. And what part of journalism might have ended up in your realm of like expertise that you use at work, or did it help you in any way? Uh, land a job or an internship. Is there any way that you use anything you've learned from journalism in your yeah, life now? That's a, a really great question.
1: Graduate? I, you know, something that I I really valued about my experience in LT Gray was, you know, I mean, for the most part, when you're in high school, you're focused a lot on academics um, and you're focused on, you know, getting those good grades and making that GPA really strong. But El Tigre was an opportunity for me to, like, learn outside of a classroom and, like, gain skills that I never would have been able to just, yeah, sitting in a classroom, you know, studying through, you know, different lectures from different teachers. Like, obviously, that's very, very important. But there were things that, you know, being, a, like, a journalist, um, you know, for El Tigre t- taught you, taught me that the classroom wouldn't have been able to do, right? So when you get an assignment to, I don't know, maybe like even something like interviewing, you know, um, maybe like a basketball coach before a big game, it forces you to, you know, get outside of your comfort zone a little bit and put yourself, you know, forward and, um, you know, just like take on a task that you hadn't done before. And it it forces
0: Oh, we lost you. Speak. Can you hear me? Bree. Oh. So sorry. No, I just lost you for a second. Can you just speak to that last twenty to thirty seconds again?
1: It looked like it took over my phone. But um I was saying that, you know, when you're a journalist, especially (laughs) at a place like Valencia, um, you know, when you get an assignment, even for something like interviewing like, I don't know, a head coach before like a big basketball game you know it forces you as you know a 15 16 year old 17 year old to to do something that like under no other circumstance you would have had to do right like you have to put yourself forward you have to you know um, introduce yourself to new people get get outside of your comfort zone and you have to ask questions um, and be thoughtful about you know questions that you would ask somebody it it really forces you to use your brain in a way that like I'm saying, like, you know, a normal, like, history class or English class, like, doesn't really give you a chance to do. Um, and, you know, it really helps you develop um, a lot of skills, like, you know, just, like, critical analytical thinking skills that you, you don't normally have a chance to do at that age. You're given, like, sorts of responsibilities yeah, I mean, I could really go on about that. It's just, it's, it's allowing you to grow in a way that, you know, just the classroom really doesn't, you know, you have to do these new tasks that under no other circumstance you would have, um, think on your feet. Um, you know, um, you, uh, and that's just speaking to, you know, the part about when you have to go, you know, write, write an article or interview somebody, you know, you have to come up with the questions that are appropriate. Um, and like I said, um, that's not normally something that you have to do, like as a student, you don't have to think about, you know, what would be a good question to uncover this, this, or this. Like, it's, it's just not something that like your brain has to really practice in any other way. So I really valued that. And I valued that it, you know, kind of pushed me to be like a little, a little uncomfortable sometimes and like get outside of my comfort zone and, and meet like a different faculty member that, you know, I would not have had to before. And then, when you do meet them, you're like representing El Tigre. So you want to put your best, you know, foot forward. You want to be professional. You want to, you know, start developing those skills. And again, like you just, those are things that you would never do just as a student. And it's really nice to put that hat on and like try out being, you know, a journalist. It's it's really fun. It was very fun and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very formative experience.
0: Um, speaking of formative experiences, now that you're you know in DC, I'm sure you're exposed to a lot of other media <laughs> and I happen to know that you like podcasts. So are there any podcasts or any other uh, pieces of literature or journalistic um, sites shows that you appreciate and that you have like, uh, probably even a deeper yeah, appreciation I, absolutely. for now. That um, this is
1: going to be very, you know, stereotypical of somebody in DC. But the first thing I listen to in the mornings is a podcast called The Daily, which is run by the New York Times, and it's just like typically like a twenty to thirty minute podcast, you know, on a topic that they think is really important that day. Um, obviously, lately it's just been about the coronavirus. Um, You know, but a lot of times it's like a debrief on, I don't know, like the presidential primary that happened the night before or a debate or something in the stock markets, Um, you know, something related to, I mean, anything that was relevant the day before. Um, And it's, um, yeah, I, I really love that one. I love a lot of things that are honestly within like that sort of realm, um, a lot of New York Times podcasts. It's kind of, yeah, it's very stereotypical of D.C. people. They had a, a particular one called 1619. Um, I think that came out a few months ago. It was super interesting, and I know it caused like a very big um, uproar in, in the little like, community that it was a part of, but basically it was like the 1619 project um, from the New York Times was about like the 400-year anniversary of slavery in the Americas. And basically saying, you know, it was trying to make this argument through a lot of different episodes about um, how formative slavery was on everything in American life and just kind of how little we actually talk about that. And it absolutely challenged the history that I was taught in high school um, that, you know, the AP U.S. history textbook kind of um, confines us to. Uh, it, it was it was really, really interesting. I know there's a lot of controversy about it with historians, though. So everybody has like a different opinion on it. Um, what was the second part to that question? Just like something about appreciation? Okay.
0: No, it's great. That That's a fantastic uh, answer. I was just also wondering, do you like anything in print other than just I realize that we're in a modern era. So podcasts, especially now that we're doing one um, are imperative to keep up with. But is there anything in print media that that's a still good question. It, Honestly, I have to be honest
1: with you. I don't. I don't really use print. I will say um, this week, I'm actually a New York Times subscriber. Um, I, I feel like I'm an adult now, and it's like you know what? You should be contributing to, you know, you should be like paying for the information you get. It's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, I will during that the ads that roll for the daily they let you know like all the work that goes behind chasing the story and getting you the information. Um, And it's just, yeah. Like, you know, if I can pay for a Netflix subscription, you know, every month, I can pay for a New York times subscription. And um, I kind of feel the same way about like public broadcasting um, at this time too. Like I, I kind of want to start donating to like NPR and PBS, you know, as an adult, those are things that with a little bit of income, you, you know, finally have the ability to do and I want to start contributing but um, you know now that I guess I subscribe I guess I, I actually don't know if you can like opt in to getting the paper in print um, I wouldn't be opposed to it but honestly if I can get it just like you know over my online subscription I just like in this environment of print I think I, I kind of prefer to just stay digital
0: yeah <laughs> probably better for the environment but oh, print media is still yeah. incredibly important. And so yes, I would like to drop that in there. Um, and, and everything serves a purpose, everything. So it's great that you're keeping up, uh, you're following news, and you're still really active in that uh, realm and community. And if you had, this is the last question, but if you had any advice to give to high schoolers and their high school experience, um, or something you could tell your past oh, that's self, a great question. what would it be?
1: let me think about that Mm, well I mean if there's something I could tell my past self part of me just really not not that I wasn't aware of how important it was going to be when I was doing it but I maybe would like just be a little what's the right way to put this uh gosh I'm trying to think of how I want to word this um I wish I could have seen how big of a deal El Tigre was going to be in my life. Um, like just being completely honest, I, it taught me leadership skills that nothing else could have taught me at that age and absolutely stuck with me. And I mean, until today, frankly, and I, and I, I sometimes look back and I wonder if I it was like, Oh, like newspaper, I got all these deadlines, all these things to do. Um, And sometimes it obviously, you know, like, like anything, like any hard work, it just feels like a drag. But I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, this is going to be such a huge part of who you are for the rest, (laughs) not, I can't say for the rest of your life, right? It's only like not that far away, Um, but it's going to be a really like transformative part of you and it's going to make you a leader and it's going to give you confidence to do all these different things when you go to college, when you leave college and you have a job. Like, the, the, like you built your foundation, you found your building blocks and started to make who you were with El Tigre. I like very firmly believe that I have so many vivid memories of like problem solving successes in that class. I do. There were so <laughs> many problems.
0: There's a lot of problems. So I,
1: <laughs> so we I have a like, really successes. vivid memory of a certain reporter, like not really doing his job And you know, Hiba and I were just really, really frustrated. And I remember just like my, my wheels were turning when I was trying to figure out with him, like where I could meet him halfway. And I said, you know, what can I do to help you like do your job? And I remember you looking at me because you were right behind me and you were just like, Oh my God, like she just passed the next level. You know, like she figured out like that's what like a leader does, you know like you you take this like what you have, what you can give your team right like you're supposed to serve them like you are ultimately responsible, but like you you want them to feel like you're invested in them, and i i just i that moment in time honestly like is, is stuck in my brain as kind of one of those like little epiphanies and like learning moments for me um yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. You are and, you know, that's one moment, that but leave. there were so many other moments. And, like I said, it, it pushed me to get outside of my comfort zone and to, like, not be afraid to, like, randomly, you know, like, introduce yourselves to people, to, to get information, um, you know, whatever, to, to go and conduct an interview You know, I mean, that's kind of maybe the first place I learned that, um, you know, sometimes you don't you have to pretend you have this confidence. Right. And people believe you after you start to present that way. And (laughs) and that's kind of your first opportunity for a lot of high schoolers, um, I think, to to do that. So honestly, I mean, maybe just my advice to high schoolers is like join the paper, join El Tigre. You're, yeah, well, also, I mean, honestly, that is a really big one it. that is very, very <laughs> valuable for me still in this current job. I will say a lot of times certain managers look at me and I, I can have the same level of knowledge about something. But if I just say something and I like talk with just like very firm confidence, they don't question it <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, fake it till you make it is definitely true. But also join LT great because it's really fun <laughs> and you will honestly, there are no, well, I can't say there are no other extracurriculars that will give you these sorts of tools, but
0: of course. There are some amazing extracurriculars that are not LT grade that would. Also I think LT grade is the best I do one, appreciate frankly. Us so so much I, credit. yeah. Yes. Well, you did LT grade. That's why, but we really appreciate you and we appreciate all your support. And uh, I did say that was the last question, but do you have any shout outs to any old teachers that you, oh. not old, but oh my teachers gosh. that were there um, when you were there? I, I,
1: I Oh, so I didn't know that uh, teachers listened to this. I listen. thought this was for students. <laughs> okay. Okay. Old teachers. Oh, if Miss Forg is everybody. still there um, teaching trigonometry and math, she was amazing. She was the best math teacher she I've is. ever, ever had. I still love math, even though I don't. Well, she should know that I actually work with budgets a lot, so numbers are somewhat in my life and she was really awesome I don't think Miss Watkins is there anymore right she's at the district
0: oh no, that's she, right she's not actually she's at Kelsey she's Oregon awesome she um she key, was also like candidate. just a
1: huge mentor it was you and her really that were like really really important to me and Miss Borg oh my god high school is so long ago I'm I'm blanking on other people um but you guys were like a really big deal in my life. <laughs> Um, I'm giving you a shout out. You're awesome. And you are just super, super important forever in my family. We're very grateful Ah. for you.
0: (laughs) Stop.
1: Keep (laughs) going.
0: I'll send the check to DC. Well, I appreciate you joining us and you have been an amazing interview and we really appreciate you. I know that uh, the LT Gray students will be happy to hear this, but hopefully uh, other students will as well. And we wish you luck and please stay safe and healthy during this time of crisis. And um, yeah, uh, thanks so much. I'm always happy
1: to talk. Like I said, I'm I'm really proud to have my roots, you know, at Valencia. And I wish the same to you. You stay very safe and healthy and don't leave your home. I'm probably not leaving my apartment for who knows how long, but um, I'm always happy to talk. Um, Yeah. Go Tigers.
0: Yeah. Loving the time of quarantine. Have a good.